0: Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day you've made. Lord, I have half an hour. I pray that you give me grace and give me your word in such a way that it'll be a blessing to your people, Lord. That we grow up not to be religious, that we grow up to be real. That we are a blessing to our wives, to our children, to our families, to our church, to the nation, to the community. Father, we are the wisdom of God, inhabitant in this body you have prepared for us, Lord. Use us to take your glory to every corner, in every realm, every nook and cranny around the world, Father God. That we might be the light of the world and the salt of the earth, Lord. Renew our mind, Lord. Um, Like your word says, Father, transform our thinking that we might know the will of God, which is good, perfect, and acceptable, Lord. We pray, Father, that we not be conformed to this world; that nothing in this world would be our model and our, um, our our the 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 design that we're to take. That we are peculiar people; that we're different. We think different. We talk different. We walk different. We are Your people upon the earth, Lord. Give us the grace to prevail and to. Um, excel in these matters Lord give us a spirit of excellence in everything we do for your glory Lord that we might uh, attribute to you Lord all glory all honor all praise O Lord that we might be your people upon the earth in this hour and that we might be about your business Lord that we not be talking about things that worry because that chokes the seed that we not be confused and overwhelmed that we enter in not to great anxiety and panic but great peace exceeding joy that we might father god fulfill your pleasure upon the earth show us your way and give us the strength father god to move in that direction bless your people bless your word as a good seed planted in good hearts that give forth good fruit for your glory in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen i forgot to tell you the fear of god okay i got to go back to this Okay, the fear of God my son put in the youth last night. Second Kings 2.23. The prophet is walking down the street. He's telling the youth last night, this is just a little appetizer. But I was like, I can't believe Nick is preaching like this. And there's no way he's going to preach more intense than me. That's not going to happen. I have to blaze a trail. And I see him coming by. I'm, I'm got to hurry up. Okay, so the prophet came up to Bethel. And as he was going up the road, some youngsters were there from the city and they began to mock at him this is a bad sign of a cultural rebellion the disrespect of the men of god there's no honor for the person who's been your pastor for 20 years you don't honor that man you have nothing to attribute gratefulness to you must be walking in the spirit of the age Of the sons of disobedient. But these people not only do they mock and make fun of the men of God. Their children are watching them. Imagine a mama bear stands up before children and says. I know more than the pastors. More than 11 pastors. You must be demon possessed. You must be demonic. And you're teaching your daughters and your sons to be disrespectful also. So the fear of God last night with Nick preaching, he says, as the young people were mocking the man of God who was going up the road, they mocked him and they said, hey, old man, could you make it up the hill? And Nick was saying, hey, Baldy. Making fun of the man of God. Whenever you make light, make fun is making light, like, you play with the man of God, that's not a good atmosphere to be in. And in this particular occasion, as they were calling him baldy, could you make it up the side of the mountain? Come on, I know you can, I know you can, like a little red engine, right? Can you make it up the mountain? Could you do anything worth anything good? You're just a frail old man. Well, when you talk to a man of God like that, he might, verse 24, turn around So he turned around and looked at the youth and pronounced a curse upon them in the name of the Lord. Something your pastor has not done. I've gone to the extent of withholding my blessing. And that, that is a dangerous thing. You don't have my blessing. I can't say it's going to go well with you. I definitely don't say get him devil or Lord curse him. I've never done that. I I, I don't want to ever see myself. In those shoes I've never done that I've withhold my blessing I said you don't have my blessing and I and to one gentleman I said that I, this is the first time I do this I don't know what's going to happen when I withhold my blessing but you'll be the first person I withhold the blessing and he lost a son a couple of years later it was a terrible thing so he called me and he began to cry with me and I cried with him and I said listen he kept on saying I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I said don't say you're sorry let's cry together because what's happened has been really hard. And I don't rejoice that you walked without the blessing. But in this particular instance, the man turned around and cursed him. And he cursed those young people that were making fun of him in the name of the Lord. And two, man, listen to me. One female bear is enough. I don't want to see two. I think, I think if he would have withhold the blessing, only one would have come out. But when he cursed, Two mama bears came out and they mauled 42. When I read this the first time, I thought it was one or two little jerks that were making fun of them. No, 42 of them. And the, the bears killed them. So when Nick was preaching like that last night, I was like, man, I got to step it up because I've, I've never, I've never said that here. But this is in the Bible. And what Nick was saying last night was, don't play with God because he's not playing with you. Don't don't think that, that you're out there without any consequence. Okay, so, so that was, he's putting the fear of God in people last night, and I thank God for his life to do that because we're living in the times where people don't even know. Well, you know, that there is a God, and there's a significance to whether you listen to him or you don't. Now, last week, we talked about Proverbs 13, 13, and it was very controversial. Uh, con- controversial um it was a contrast that he who despises the word will be destroyed do not be passive to say i could despise the word and nothing's going to happen because that's not what the bible says and i don't care what dispensation you're living in any dispensation where you're telling god i don't want to listen to your word it's not going to go well with you because when you're not getting instruction you're getting destruction. So he who despises the word will be destroyed. But he who fears the commandment, the teaching, the instruction will be rewarded. So when you walk in the understanding of God's wisdom and his word, there's reward to stand. I can't explain everything because I got 1030. Okay, let's, let's move. First Peter 2.10, this has to be the foundation of you being a true Christian. Pastor, what are you getting at? Am I not a true Christian? I don't know. You tell me. Because a true Christian once were not a people. In in your life before Christ, you can be selfish. But not when Christ is in your heart. As soon as Christ is in your heart, people matter. That's, That's just automatic. They will know you're my disciples when you love one another. If you that's not coming out, you're not his disciple. You continue to be a devil's disciple because you love to be selfish and be alone. But he has said you have crossed over from darkness to light in that you love the brethren, 1 John. You love the brethren. So something in your heart clicks where you were a loner and selfish and indifferent The guy last night was asking me, I'm sorry, my voice is going. I've been talking for three days nonstop. The guy last night, he says, why do I care? Why do you care about me and my marriage? Crazy question. I'll tell you why I care, because God cares. I'll tell you why we became a people, because God loves people. He sent his son to die for the whole world. So you say you're his follower? You say you're his disciple and you don't care about people. I'm going to have to question the devil still living in your heart. Because my Bible says once you were not a people, but now, say now, not later on. Now you are the people of God. At one time, you had not received mercy. Now, if you've received what God has given you, guess what you need to do? And so the question, I ask all these guys that come to save their marriage, I ask them this particular question. Don't you care about anybody's marriage but yours? Do you, aren't you? I'm excited about the fact you're saving your marriage because then you can help me go and and we can save some more marriages together. Because once you receive mercy, now, uh, once you had not obtained mercy, but now you've obtained mercy. So now you have to, Go and give what you received. Now you have the, ro- the road You have the provisions of God to give people what you have received. Well, you were once not a people, but now you're a people of God. You were once not objects of mercy. You hadn't received mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. So what's this say? Now our game plan is, is God has the rule book. Okay, God, I was destitute and desolate. I was alone. And I didn't have anything now you've called me now because you've called me um, I can't pretend that I'm not connected to the heart of God because I know if I disconnect and this is Lamentations 322 because God has given me his loving kindness I am not consumed because of the Lord's mercy that I I didn't I didn't have mercy but now I have mercy now I'm not destroyed because he's poured something in my life called his mercy. We're not consumed because his compassions are constantly upon us. I can continue to care about other people because he continues to care about me. Other people were, The guy last night was, yeah, but are you going to lose your wife because you're hanging out with me? No, I have a godly wife. And she knows we've received compassion and mercy, so we, we're prepared to... To give you what you need to save your marriage. I was freaking out, freaking out. So, verse 23 we're not consumed because every morning they are new. Great is his faithfulness. So, this is a song that we sing often, but it, it, it gives us the point of God. In John chapter 21, verse 15, um, you know that God already saved Peter, he discipled Peter, Peter was there, denied him three times. And Peter left and backslid. And when he had finished eating breakfast, uh, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these disciples? You said you would give your life for me. Let's, let's see on the balance, what's that measure? What's it mean to love me more than these? Because he, he says, man, I'm, I'm going to be for you. Everybody's going to forsake you. I'm not going to forsake you. And so he revisits that issue because three times he denied him, had to go repair the damage and he asked them peter son of jonah do you love me more than these he said yes lord you know that i love you okay then have an expression of what you say you have for me on how you feed my lambs how is it it the god is challenging the love of peter and three times, verse 16, he tells him again. He says, um, again, thank you, sir. Second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. So he, he, he attaches the artery again, so the bloodline goes through there. Then, tend to my sheep. All right, Lord, I love you. Don't make me put up with your people. I love you, but I don't like to be around people. I'm a loner. No, my friend, you who are not a people now are a people because you didn't have mercy and now you have mercy. And now your connectedness to God must be connected to what God loves. And God loves his people. And three times again, verse 17, he said to him a third time, Simon Peter son of Jonah do you love me Peter was sorry he was grieved sorrowful he said Lord the third time do you love me he said Lord you know all things you know that I love you and he said feed my sheep three times he points in the direction of his flock of his gathering the people who tell me God told me to leave the church. I know it's not my God. He's going to tell you to love his church, to wash their feet, to serve them, to deny yourself and follow me. It's not about you. And so we need to lay this as a foundation. And I have 15 minutes to go a long way. But but let's not talk about other things if we're not doing the basic things. So cultivating a love for his people is monumental and then I, I need to talk about this real quick because it's not only about his people but it's where his people gather it's the house of god and this has to be and it always was since day one in this church that our treasure and our talents and our time are in the house of god not because we're religious not because the building has anything to do with it but it actually serves the purpose of bringing his people together and so that's why the screen that's why from day one this place has been glorious forget about now from day one and people come up here and they're like oh man these people must ask for a lot of money no that this all money is god money given to us that we give to him When they came to Nehemiah, they they told him, Nehemiah, can we help you build? He says, no. This is our God, our people, our building. He wasn't expecting other people to come and and build the house of God. He was going to do it. 1 Corinthians 29.1, David, we heard it last week. He wanted to build the Lord a a, a temple, but the Lord says, no, you're not going to build me a temple. 1 Chronicles 29, 1. Sorry about that. 1 Chronicles 29, 1. David says, okay, I can't build a temple. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start funding the temple. Somebody else is going to build it, but I'm going to bring the materials. You know what that is? That's a man after God's heart. He's like, okay, Lord, I'm not building. But outside, Home Depot has an open account for everything you need. He... He says, furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, my son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. So you need to, at some point, there has to be, an understanding that the work of the lord has nothing to do with the assignment of man and he begins a building uh supply (laughs) source resource whatever you want to call it at levels that makes us blush because i've had men all the time they say hey pastor um could you teach me how this thing works on how I'm supposed to give God? I'm like, listen, Dodo Bird, I know for a fact that you're a very wealthy man. And I know for a fact that you write at least 100 checks a month. And so I've had men that they say, every month I write 500 checks because they own hotels and they own 300 employees and they have to pay mortgages and they have to pay memberships. And they're coming here, And they say, Pastor, could you tell me how I'm supposed to prosper and bless the work of the Lord? And I I look at them and I say, you know something? I don't have an idea. Maybe you want to go ask your accountant that there's something called a check. And it requires a signature. And you might have to learn how to spell numbers. Or maybe you could have the bank do it for you with a cashier's check. How am i supposed to give to god i don't know his address maybe if you send it to santa up in the north pole maybe god gets it and they become so ignorant you know why because anybody tell me why because their heart is not here they don't have a heart for god now this is a man who has a heart for god and he says my son is very young and inexperienced the work is great the temple is not for man it's for the lord Verse 2, now for the house of my God, I prepared with all my might. I have prepared with all my strength. I'm gonna unleash. That would be willing to move, right? I'm gonna pour out abundance for my God. Watch this, verse. Pastor, how much do i give god nothing you poor wretched fool because a man who wants to give doesn't ask he pours forth from the abundance of god's goodness now david was a hooked up guy because he was keen and so kings get favors and one guy says listen i have 29 bulls in my stable and i know that you love your god And I'm going to give you the 29 bulls for you to slit their throat and pour blood upon blood upon blood upon blood. There's going to be so much blood, you're going to be the most famous sacrificer of offerings to your God. I'll give it to you. And David says, not one, because I refuse to give my God what hasn't cost me. Give a hand to the Lord, please. For for David's sake, give give a hand to the Lord, For the sake of those people who are passionate about God. Guess what? On this side of eternity. Because on the other side of eternity, there's not going to be a need for you to bring anything. The streets are made out of gold. The only chance you have to give God something is on this side of eternity. On this side of it. I've seen men die and they leave their inheritance to wicked children. The children that don't know the Lord, that don't serve the Lord. And I'm sure they're going to get up to heaven and say, hey, God, how are you doing? And God says, fine. I, I blessed you down there and what you did. Um, the Bible says they're going to flee from his presence, embarrassed, shamed. Lord, Lord, they will say to me, I'll say, depart from me, you wicked man. I was not your Lord. If I had been your Lord, you would have, listen to what David says, Lord, you, I have prepared things with all my might, gold for things to be made with gold, silver for the things that need to look like silver, bronze for the things that need to look like bronze, iron for iron, wood for the things of wood, onyx, stones. Some people would say, I brought all the gold. And they won't give anything else. But David's bringing the gold, the silver, the bronze, the copper, the iron. He brings goat hair for the things that need to, you know, whatever. I don't know if it's carpet or whatever, but, but he was all over the place. And, and I, as I look at this, I'm saying, Lord, bring me to that place. I, I want to be, have the exuberance of the reality of God in my life. And my, When I was being a lawyer, I'm practicing, my, my accountant looked at my records. He says, IRS is not going to believe you're giving that much. I don't care what the IRS thinks. I know what I give to my God because he he thoroughly abundantly blesses me I'm not playing eeny meeny miny moe with God who found me on the side of the road a dirt bag um, a bag of dirt and he blesses and prospers me I want to bless the house of God I want to bless the people of God I want to bless the servants of the Lord I want to bless the orphans and the widows because God has made me a blessed man, He's blessed me on every side. I'm, I think I got six minutes. I know you guys don't want me to stop. That's fine. Watch this, or some of you are saying, "Stop, Pastor, stop." <laughs> Move on. No, listen to me. I'm trying to say, if we're in Miami and we're not partnering with the Kingdom and the Temple. It, we love God, God's people. We're bending over backwards, accommodating people because we love people. We care about people. I, I tell the people all the time, do you understand how many people come to this church? One of the guys that called the Friday, he wanted to meet for breakfast, and then he came over to my house yesterday. We spent like four hours together, and, and he, he lost his marriage. He's through a divorce. He, he just divorced on Wednesday. He calls me on Thursday. We meet Friday. We meet Saturday. He has two six-year-old boys. They're going to be here in the next service lucas and diegos are six years old they don't understand why in the world mom and dad aren't together anymore they went through in vitro they they tried so hard to have a baby the lord gives them two beautiful sons and they're they're not even six years old already and they're already separate and divorced. how do you give that wretched life to your children they don't know better they don't and if we're not out there caring for them they're never going to know better they'll never be able to taste and see that the lord is good They'll never know what a family is. They'll never know how that works until they see us. So when we're talking about bringing our heart back home, I want to preach better than Nick. I want want us to be on fire. I don't want to have a youth group that's on fire and old people that are dead as doornails, dragging their feet, making fun of the prophets that are bold. Then some bears come out. you're a champion yeah i'd love to see you rejoicing in the presence of god in the house of god with your family what has god done for us and how can we sit back and indifferent and and have cheesy when we did this led screen i said if we're not doing things as sharp as the world does it at the super bowl jennifer lopez twerking in front of 50 million people you kidding me a naked woman who has no man who could cover her that's entertainment? No way. They can't have the things that we have for our God? Mardi Gras these perverted people doing $200,000 what are they called? Floats to throw necklaces at the young people? They what? No, 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 no. Listen to the people in the Bible. He says, "Lord, all these things I've put together for your house." Listen to what he says. Marble slabs abundance moreover verse 3 because i've set my affection on the house of my god and i've given to the house of my god over and above that i have prepared for the holy house my own special treasure of gold silver three thousand talents of gold he says this is all for god this is i'm gonna give i'm gonna give i'm gonna give but i have a special stash and that's for my god too It's the signature series. It's the collection. But it belongs to my God. And he's pouring forth. He's pouring forth out of the abundance of his gratitude. He's not waiting for, I wonder what, uh, I need to be the highest giver. Who's the highest giver? And I'll give just a dollar more. No, my friend. Ask God to, to put those, poof. Make that heart wake up for your God. Have a passion that the best things belong to your God. And so he keeps on going. This scripture, I have two minutes. He keeps on going. He says, Lord, all these things i put together for your house. He says, three, I have prepared for the holy house of my own special treasure, gold, silver, 3,000 talents of gold. He's not talking about no tithe, no offering. He's going above and beyond. And 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of the craftsmen. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? And there all these officers came, the leaders of the father's house. Each one came through. He was leading the troops and offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house. Verse seven. 5,000 talents and 10,000 Derricks of gold and talents of silver, eighteen thousand talents of, of bronze and one hundred talents of thousand talents of iron, verse eight, and whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord in the land of Yale, and then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly, not because they were uh, because with a loyal heart, they offered willingly to the Lord, and the king also rejoiced. and now listen to revelation here's a revelation verse. Therefore, David, bless the Lord before the assembly. Blessed are you, Lord of Israel, God of Israel, our father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory. Every power, every glory, every victory comes from you. For all that is in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, Lord. You are exalted as the head over all things. Riches and honor belong to you. They come from you. You are the king of everything. In your hand is the power and the might to prosper. In your hand, it is to make us great and to give us strength. Now, therefore, God, verse 13, we thank you and praise you gloriously. Who am I and who are this, your people, that we should be able to give you anything? For all things come from you. And you, your own, by your own hand, we have given And we are aliens and pilgrims before you. We are as were all the fathers. And the days on the earth as a shadow without hope. Verse 16, O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your land. You prospered us and is all your own. Verse 17, I know also my God that you test the hearts and have pleasure in uprightness as for me, In the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here today also willingly give to you. Verse 18, O Lord, God of Abraham and of Israel, Isaac and the fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people and fix their heart always towards you. And give my son a loyal heart to keep your commandments and testimonies and statutes to do all these things and to build a temple for which I have made provision. Then David said to the assembly, now bless the Lord your God. So the assembly began to bless the Lord their God of their fathers and bowed their heads and prostrated them before the Lord and the king. And I'm two minutes over, but I'm done. Let's stand today. We need, we need to leave a legacy to the next generation. I want to go down in history as giving God more than any man in my generation. And obviously, in order for me to give, the Lord has to bestow blessing. But to give what you have is what's expected. You can't give if you don't have. But to be able to do what the widow did with her might, he says, all of you guys gave of your leftovers. She gave everything. She gave more than all of you. And that will never be forgotten her. I just wanted to preach better than Nick this morning. I wanted to stir up the hearts of God's people to, to get the blockage out, the, the artery blockage where we're not expressing who we are and how greatly the Lord has blessed us. The Lord has done wonderful things here. I, and I, I say it all the time. And when I went to Grand Cayman to speak to the rich men down there, I said, your life has to be worth more than your net worth. What's that mean? And what God has done for you far surpasses any amount that's in your bank account. And I want to be able to express the exuberance. Listen to me, we are a blessed church. I'm not asking anybody for money. I'm asking you to honor your God, to prosper the work of God, the house of God, the vision of God as your soul prospers. Father, we thank you this morning for being in the house of the Lord, and there's still a lot to uh, uncover and reveal and, and dispense, Lord, but sufficient is today for us to acknowledge your goodness in our lives, your faithfulness to make us your people, and now to align up our hearts and come back home to be consistent with your expectation of what you've done in our lives, in our marriages, with our children that it would be reflected, Father God, not only in spiritual wealth and wonder, but in the exuberance of our gifting and generosity to the house of God so that nothing is lacking, Lord. We're asking for land. We're asking for a building. We're asking for us to do greater than what you have done in regards to our personal lives. You've blessed us. You've given us peace on every side. There's no lawsuit that could prevail against us because you have stood strong with us, Lord. And so we pray that you be glorious, Lord, and that you have your way amongst us and that we would be a people that mark our generation by our love for God, our love for people and our love for your work and your house. In Jesus name, we pray and the house of God says, amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> Greet one another in the love of the Lord tomorrow night, we will be yelling at the men at eight o'clock. The men's meetings start tomorrow night at eight. God bless you.